Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Nancy Ann Ritter, and she played the girl in the bathroom of Scream, and this is an exciting interview because this year marks the 25th anniversary of the movie Scream, which released in 1996. Hey, Nancy, how are you doing? I'm so good, Scotty. I'm so honored to be here and to be what you have already interviewed an illustrious list of guests. So I'm glad to I'm glad my little smart small part of Girl in Bathroom Absolutely. warranted getting to be with you. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I mean, your your scene, although small, is very memorable because it leads to, you know, Sydney hearing overhearing this stuff that's being talked about her and her mom supposedly behind her back when she's really there. Mm -hmm. And, right. and it also leads into the whole Henry Winkler, you know, because he, he gets, yep. you know, the kids that are in the mask because the person yep. is dressed as Ghostface in the other stall. So your scene yeah. leads to quite a bit of uh, a bit of introductions. Yeah, a bit, a ton. And I, um, uh, my little booking agent, Billy Stamper, he, he's not little, but um, he's normal size. Um, or no, I shouldn't say normal because then that he's, uh, yeah, he's a size. <laughs> Um, uh, but he said he was bullied in high school. Mm -hmm. And so, cause I never thought about it from this angle, but with the, with the, the two pranksters with the ghost mm -hmm. face that Henry Winkler, uh, dresses down, mm -hmm. um, them, to, you know, making it harder mm -hmm. for Nev and Billy said it really kind of hit him because he was bullied in high school. And mm -hmm. so I didn't, I didn't look at, I didn't think of it from that perspective mm -hmm. that he could really re relate to Nev Campbell and yeah. then especially the awful things that the cheerleader is mm -hmm. saying and then me trying to at least be a little like pragmatic and rational like <laughs> as to what in response to the cheerleader right. um my one of my favorite little lines I mean the cheerleader has the best lines but my favorite <laughs> little one that Wes wanted really really quiet um the line where I say, cut some slack. She watched her mom get butchered. For some reason, I just think <laughs> that line, like just mm -hmm. talking about something yeah. so heinous, just in regular girl talk, yep. and he, he just saying, he just kept wanting me to make it quieter and quieter. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was super yeah. fun. And and yeah, as really showing Sydney's mm -hmm journey i think right. is why that scene's important yeah absolutely um so to start things off really um how did you get your start into acting well i so i grew up in alexandria virginia just outside of dc and my i was nine years old when i started and my parents were really great they would take my sisters and me to the kennedy center there's an amazing professional theater scene here in dc and finally after we we went to the King and I with Yule Brenner, who originated the role. And I, I just said, how I, I want to be up on stage. How, how do I get up there? Mm -hmm. And so my mom researched a little bit and we went to our neighborhood grocery store and on the bulletin board, they were holding auditions for the musical Snoopy, which is the same, you know, you're a good man, mm -hmm. Charlie Brown, that it's in the <laughs> same. And you could take down the phone number. And so that was how I got my first audition. It was a little children's theater. And then once I did Snoopy, I just kept going. I did Oliver, Fiddler on the Roof, and I just kept going and going. And 
really great adults that I, professional adult actors. So I just was learning so much and just never stopped, just play after play. And then when I was in eighth grade, I didn't want to go to my neighborhood high school. I really wanted an, a more intense arts program. And so luckily Duke Ellington School of the Arts is in Georgetown in Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. And that's a really immersive experience. So I auditioned for the school nice. and got in and the academics were 8.30 to one. And then from one to five were all my theater classes. Mm-hmm. And then when we were in production, we were in rehearsal to like 10 or 11 at night. So it just, you were fully consumed by yeah. all of the acting. And it was a small, only maybe about 400 kids and there there was the dance department, music department. And then I went to Northwestern University outside Chicago and did their theater program. So Mm -hmm. it just uh, was a really good journey to really developing my craft um, (laughs) to to get me to where I could play the girl in bathroom. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So how did you happen to be part of uh, Scream? Did you get this? Did you get like an audition? And if so, what was that like? Sure. Uh, Julie Pleck, P-L-E-C, we went to Northwestern together. She, at the time, was Wes Craven's assistant, and she called me randomly, uh, like, on a Tuesday, um, and she's, and I was 22 years old. I just had moved moved out to L.A., and she, Julie says, how tall are you? And I said, I'm 5'7", and she said, great. She said, Wes, Craven is screen testing five actresses for the lead of Sydney and for the lead role. And uh, they would be doing the screen test that Saturday. And she wanted me to be the female stand in for Sydney Prescott so that Wes could play with different camera angles and movements and lighting. So I would be the stand in so that by the time each, each of the five actresses came in, which one of them was Nev Campbell, he had everything ready to go. Uh, so they paid me $75 in the first half of the day. It was really fun watching the different actresses because each one was so distinctly different from yep. each other. So that was really fascinating. And then Nev Campbell was actually really sweet down to earth. She was probably the only one I got to, while she was waiting for stuff to be set up, she was the only one she talked a little bit to me. I didn't want to bother her, but yeah, she was super nice. And uh, the first half of the day, Wes didn't need me, so I would just stand behind him because he had a good view of his monitor, and then the two scenes. And the two scenes were the scene, uh, the bedroom scene where Skeet crawls through yeah. Sydney's window, and they have the little G-rated uh, on top of the bed action, <laughs> and so that scene, and then the next scene was the where the, where the killer calls Nev mm. Campbell on the phone, and so halfway through the day, Wes turns around to me and because I just had been an invisible person, understandably. And he goes, do you know the lines to the two scenes? And, and since I've been watching them, I said, yes, yes, I do. And he gave me a little script of the scenes and he went to go check on one of the actresses because they were all staggered. They were never all there at the same time. Just one would do the, each scene twice through and then leave. So uh he because he wanted to do more camera movements so he had me read Sydney for the bedroom scene and then he had a male stand in to read Skeet's part and the one little line some of the lines were a little different in the original 
from original script of the Kevin Williamson wrote. So the, I don't know if you remember the line where Nev Campbell says, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. She said, oh, you thought you could sneak in my bedroom and we'd have a little raw footage. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? And you can yep. say if you don't remember that line. I do. But, yep. um, but what I thought was cute at the time in the script was the line was, so you thought you could sneak in my window and we'd have a little bump bump so like bump hyphen bump like mm -hmm. hump hump bump bump mm -hmm. and I just thought that was so funny and so I thought what if I were auditioning today what would be my little stamp particularly with that line so I just had fun with it and then we did the the killer phone call and right after uh Westby lined up to me and he said that was excellent and he left the big warehouse space to check on that the next actress and as he was exiting he said have her read for one of the bathroom girls <laughs> and at that point lisa beach the casting director came running over it's kind of like once he gave his stamp of approval then everyone else suddenly i became visible in the where you know in the big space um and so she lisa beach says we're finishing casting the lead roles once we're finished we'll start bringing in actors for the smaller parts and so she was really nice. Uh, Wes's producing partner was there and another producer. And then a few weeks later, I went in and I actually read for the cheerleader part. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a cheerleader costume. So I just wore a little baby doll t-shirt that said girls rule and a little black mini skirt. And Wes, usually when you audition, it's just the casting director. And then if mm -hmm. they like you, they'll call you back and the director will ultimately be there. But mm -hmm. this first audition, Wes was in the room, mm -hmm. Lisa Beach, and the couple of the producers. And so I went, so I already knew them, which was nice. And he, Wes couldn't have been more lovely. Mm -hmm. And I went to just shake their hands, even though I knew them. And he started, and I wish I were exaggerating, but he started bowing to me. And at first I was like, <laughs> what have I done to earn, right. uh, to earn his uh, such respect? And then I, it was really sweet. Nice. And then the, because the shirt said girls rule, I figured out later that <laughs> that's probably why it was. I did a terrible job as the cheerleader. I had coming from the theater. This was my first big movie audition prior to Scream. But I'd done little training mm -hmm. films for the Department of Labor when I was a teenager. Yeah. So my I had props and just way too big. And so I was so embarrassed because about the worst audition I ever gave. And Leonora, who played the cheerleader, was so perfect. So then they called a few weeks later, and they were originally, I don't know if you remember the two girls in the party scene. There's a blonde yep. one and then a curly brunette. Mm -hmm. And they have a couple little lines to Courtney Cox. So they asked me, they said, would you be willing to play one of those roles? And uh and I was like, well, let me let me think about it. No, I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and so that was what was going to happen. And then randomly, again, like on a Tuesday, the assistant director called and he said, Wes has uh, rearranged the shooting schedule and he's bumped up the shooting of the bathroom scene. And we want to know if you could play the girl in bathroom. And I said, yes. And they had a ticket for me by the next, either by the next day or the next day. It happened really fast. And 
Lisa Beach was on the plane with me and what I just thought was a little funny thing was the assistant mm -hmm. director was like, Lisa's gonna be on the plane with you, but we're purposefully not seating you next to her mm -hmm. because she's terrified of flying and she probably screamed the whole time. <laughs> uh, so, and then I obviously had to learn, learn the little girl in bathrooms, you know, mm -hmm. seven or eight lines. And then we got, the driver picked us up and we got to Santa Rosa and we each had our own hotel room and I met Leonora was so warm and kind and we we rehearsed the little bathroom scene in her hotel bathroom and then nice. we were on the set the very next day. That's awesome. So do you like keeping, did you ever keep in touch with Leonora at all? Yeah, so we, she was so, uh, she was so generous. She grew up in this mm -hmm. world from, from a young girl forward. Her mother was a big film actress. Her grandmother was a big film actress. So she was very accustomed to this world and she was already good friends with some of the big lead roles. Mm -hmm. So she just was very, couldn't have been more welcoming. She They had given her a big trailer on the day of shooting and I nice. had a little, which, which I didn't mind, I had a little rinky dink, like just right. walk up thing that's like an outhouse, which was totally <laughs> fine. And Leonora saw that and she was like, come and, you know, hang, we'll, we'll hang out with me. And uh, so we stayed, um, yeah, we stayed from the moment of shooting. She just was really, we hung out that whole rest of the weekend. Like we shot it on a Friday and they kept us over the weekend in case Wes would mm -hmm. need any pickup shots or anything. So she and I spent the whole weekend together. Nice. And that, yeah, and then we just stayed friends and she would have parties uh, like Thanksgiving and some of the cast member, the lead, some of the lead role people would be there. And so she always would invite me. And so it was nice. really the lead character, some of the leading people mm -hmm. of the lead roles were super nice and super open. Right. And, and that's how, and then Leonora and I reconnected in New York City several, like we stayed close in LA then kind of lost touch and then reconnected in New York City. I was in LA five years and I moved to New York for 12 years. We reconnected okay. there. Awesome. Awesome. So was any of your scenes, were they like improvised at all? They were not. They okay. just, they had, I know like, um, I think Jennifer Lawrence said in the, in the current film she's in, don't look up that they allowed Jonah Hill for like a whole day of shooting <laughs> just to, <laughs> I guess his character is really mean to her character. Mm -hmm. And so they just let him riff and go, just go to town on her. And right. Jennifer Lawrence said, she said she, she just wanted to laugh the whole time, but she didn't want to mess up the takes. So I know that can happen with this. They just mm -hmm. wanted it, um, straight and the lines were so Kevin Williamson already had written such perfect right lines and words for each of us so it was just just straight off the page nice so did you happen to meet Courtney Cox and David Arquette at all on set yeah so um my first little introduction with David Arquette was our last one of our last mornings there because Leonora was close with some of the cast members, she was like, let's go to breakfast. And we went to breakfast, it was Leonora Skeet and, and David Arquette came in with like these silk, I just wish I could have a picture to show you. And it was like nine in the morning, he had like on black silk pants with like an orange stripe down either side and like a black silk shirt with orange little polka dots. Why doesn't that surprise and, me? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, this was before he started dating Courtney Cox and he was like, oh my gosh, 
and he's just larger than life. He's like, I went to a party and one girl that I was dating then figured out that I was cheating on her with another girl who was at the party. And he was like, I can't believe it. And then I, I had like, maybe it was lunch because I had French fries. And, and then he was like, can I have some of your French fries? And then he just started eating off my plate. And I, I was so new to Hollywood, like that scene right. coming from the professional theater, like from the mm-hmm. East Coast. So I was just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, in wow mode. Um, and then Courtney Cox, the first time I met her, they had a really fun rap party where they flew me up again. So right when they finished, when they wrapped the film, they had a big rap party in Santa Rosa and they'd rented out, I feel like it was a jazz club and they had a jazz band and then a full dinner buffet. And Leon, and I went by myself, everyone else was paired off. Like Leonora was paired off. Rose McGowan was with somebody at, by that point, Courtney Cox and David Arquette were dating. Uh, Matthew Little, everyone was paired off. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm all alone. And Leonora was so great. She's like, come sit with us. And we were at this big table, but everyone got up and it was me alone with Courtney Cox. And I was just, I had, I was just like, oh dear God. And I ran to the bar to get a drink. Um, <laughs> Cause I just, she couldn't have been nicer, you know, just a normal, lovely person. And then what was super fun was when the jazz band ended, David Arquette got on the little stage and he started kind of emceeing and Nev got up since she's a really good dancer and she started like doing flamenco dance or whatever. And Courtney Cox got on the drums because there was a drum set and she's really good on the drums. So it was just, and that was just spur of the moment. And so when she came off the little stage and it was all casual, I was like, Mm -hmm. you're so good on the drums. And Courtney Cox was like, oh, I was really off my game tonight. Like I'm paraphrasing, but that's... Um, and then Nev Campbell, she shot all of her reaction shots in the stall, uh, reacting to what the cheerleader and I are saying. She shot that on a different day. So she wasn't there. Okay. The day we shot. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. So um, what do you think about Scream being 25 years old this year? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that means I'm 25 years older. Um, it, it is crazy. It seems like such... Yeah, I just got into LA in 1995, and then Scream happened in 1996. I mean, it was such a heady, wonderful experience for me, such an honor to have a little, be a little part of something so, uh, just such an enduring piece of pop culture. And I remember when I read the script, I thought, just reading the script, I thought, this is amazing. I never had read anything like it. And then when I saw who they cast uh, and, the, and Drew Barrymore, like I thought that was brilliant that she got killed within the first 10 minutes and just, just so innovative. And so it didn't surprise me that it was so well received. It just, it does seem like many moons ago. And it's, it's really, it's always been exciting when they've celebrated the mini anniversaries and when the sequels have come out. But this, this time I've gotten so Many, I've had so many interviews this week, a few weeks ago in January, and I, I had no idea that there were big fans of the girl, in the, but of the bathroom scene. I knew there were big fans, of course, of the cheerleader. I did not know there were fans of the girl in bathrooms. So that's right. been a really, that's awesome. a really fun. I mean, and yeah. get, getting you introducing yourself and inviting me to come chat mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Has been really amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so did, have you seen the other sequels? Two, three, four? Um, oh, I was going to ask you, how old were you in 1996? 
You must have been uh, so. Let me think. I was well, you don't have to tell me if. No, you're... it's fine. I was born in '89. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so you were seven. Seven. That I was born December '89, so I was seven. Golly. Okay. Yep. So, do you remember what age you were when you saw it? Um, my first horror movie was eight years old. <laughs> Um, oh I was part of the 13th, one? part seven, the new blood I first saw. And then okay. I saw all the Friday the 13th in order, and then all the Halloweens and all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the way up to 1992's Jason Goes to Hell, I remember seeing because that was the most recent at the time. Um, and then I would say Scream, I might have been 14, maybe 13. And did you rent it from like the I rented it on VHS, yep. On VHS. It was um, at, a, at our so local cool. store called Black Diamond. Yep. Black Diamond. And where yep. are you on the you're on the East Coast? I'm right? on the East Coast. I'm originally from okay. Ashland, Pennsylvania. Um, I currently live in Woodlawn, Maryland. Okay. About an hour from close. Alexandria. Oh, you're so close. We can yes. have we can have coffee. Yes. Um uh and the only reason just okay, and then I'll you had a question. The only reason I'm here in Alexandria, Virginia is um and I laugh about it now, but just to explain briefly was I had a, I was in New York for 12 mm -hmm. years and everything was going well. Career-wise, I was starting to get mm -hmm. big parts in small little independent films and then a small part in a Todd Solondz film. Mm -hmm. And I had a good agent because my agent died in Los Angeles of mm -hmm. a cocaine overdose. So mm -hmm. I had, <laughs> I had a living agent in New York, <laughs> but I did the movie called Charlie's Party and I met my husband on the film. He became mm -hmm. physically abusive. Uh, so that I stayed with him six years. Anyways, I had just, I was, thankfully I got rid of him, but then I just had a, just basically kind of psychologically collapsed. So that's why I'm here with my parents, um, as a 48 year old, which is so embarrassing, but they've been great. And, but it's just weird. I was left home at age 18, but I'm hoping within about a year or maybe by the summer to get back up to New York. Cause I definitely nice. want to pick up where I left off, but that is why my IMDb credits are so sparse. I have a really good TV writer friend. I have a lot of successful friends mm -hmm. um, who didn't make the unfortunate marital choice I made, but so doing really well, but a TV writer friend when I was still living in LA, he's like, your career is going really well. You get a movie or a little job like every six mm -hmm. years, like a on-camera job, theater-wise, yeah. it's always going. So you're in Maryland. Okay, so you're yep. 14. And then you asked me a question. I asked you if you saw Scream 2, 3, and 4. Oh, right. I saw Scream 2, and I really enjoyed that. And then I did not see, I did not see Scream 3. And I think I've seen little bits of Scream 4, but I didn't see. Yeah, so that's, yeah. but I'm super excited to see Scream 5. Nice. I can't wait to see Scream 5 as well. Um, I will admit, though, you are not missing nothing really for Scream 3. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was probably the least best one in the, of the franchise like of the of okay it's probably the least my, okay. my least favorite anyways i definitely want i of course want to see them all i know mm -hmm. a, a fan friend a new fan friend on facebook mm -hmm. said in la they're gonna start a mi at midnight i think at midnight or i don't know they're going to start showing all four in in a row, one, yeah. two, three, and four, and then maybe at midnight they're going to show the fifth, something okay. like that. So nice. just I thought that sounded so fun. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I know they've been ha having like screen marathons pretty much all month, 
and it all into January on like various channels. I think like ones on it, like sometimes on MTV and all yeah. that stuff. And uh, yeah, they've yeah. been having them because of the Scream Five, Scream Five coming out. Um, wouldn't it yeah. be cool though if they asked Girl in the Bathroom to come back for a cameo in like maybe the sixth one? Well, yeah, the the fans have always said, even from the beginning, even though there's so many more now, and I hate to say the word, I like want to say friends, but I know everyone uses the word fan, because um, I always say, anyways, um, but uh, wait, what was I going to say? Yes, so people always say the, the two bathroom girls are still alive, so what if you brought them back as killers or you know, the same something thing. funny? Um, because the cheerleader is so psycho and so mean, and I could yeah. be her little henchwoman. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely, if they asked me that asked right. the girl in the bathroom to come back, I would be thrilled. I know there are um with this whole new hor horror community mm -hmm. welcoming me, there's someone who wants to do a fan film yeah. with me and, nice. and the cheerleader and has a cool idea and nice. um so that's exciting and that's yeah exciting. i would i would, anything any a fan film would be fun yeah of course being asked back since we are still we weren't killed off in the first right. one so <laughs> yeah and i just imagine like you know the cheerleader is like the the drawn like is the one pulling the strings and you're like that yeah. you're like like she's the billy loomis to your stew type of thing right yeah yeah and, exactly and, she, and then it's like hello sydney remember me and then she's uh then she's like who are you? Don't you remember that night back in, when it all began? We were in the bathroom stall. You're the cheerleader. She exposed herself. And says, You're the cheerleader. And she's still wearing her cheerleader outfit yes. <laughs> years later. <laughs> yes, she'll be like, you're right. You're it was you and your slut of a mother. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. That'd be and awesome. Le Leonora has such a good if you rewatch bathroom scene, she has such a good kind of deep, raspy voice. So it'd be, mm -hmm. she just has a great voice for that yes. killer voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard so many rumors regarding the fifth one, regarding killers. Obviously, I know. there's like, you don't know what to believe because if you think back on Scream 2, originally Hallie, who was Sydney's best friend and that was supposed to be the killer, but that leaked. Um, so they oh. changed it to Mickey. So who yeah. played Hallie in Hallie? Um, who who did play her? I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Let me quick look it up. Hallie um, in Scream. So it leaked, so they had to change it. They had to change it. it she was played by um, Elise Neal. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Yep. How do you think a leak happens? Do you think, uh, I mean, do you think someone... I wouldn't think somebody on, I wouldn't say somebody on the cast, but I would think somebody on in the crew, somebody really down low, somebody on the film who has access to the script has to leak it because how else would it be leaked if, if they don't do it or if somebody doesn't steal it, you know what I mean? Right, right. So somebody would have to, um, but yeah, she was supposed to be the killer and they changed it to Mickey. Oh. So now starting with Scream 3 and 4 and now with 5, they do, they have the same, everybody has the same script, but Every but there's like five different like five or six different scripts um with that have the ending changed where each one has a different killer so you don't know the only time you know is when you're filming that that ending scene and only a select few know it yeah um and that's how they're doing scream that's how they're I'm assuming that's how they're doing scream five yeah. as well because there's so okay. there's just so many fan theories out there some people saying Stu didn't die and he's coming back other people that's are saying my, yeah. yeah some people are that's saying my favorite that, one. Uh, 
You have some people because Judy, Deputy Judy, said in the fourth one that she went to high school with Sydney. So some people are saying that she slept with Billy and they and she got pregnant and that the killer is going to be her is going to be her son, her and Billy's son to avenge his father's death. There's another one. Oh, wow. And it's Mark. Did Marley Shelton play? She played Deputy, Deputy Judy. Judy. Yep. So okay. she'll be back okay. in the fifth one. And the funny thing is they released the picture and they teased everyone. They have on the they had all the main characters on there, of course, with Nev. Uh, David Arquette and Courtney Cox and Deputy Judy Marley Shelton on the the big ones. And it says the killer is on this poster. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. So that's exciting. So that's what's making everybody think Deputy Judy is involved. Some people are saying, I also heard that Courtney Cox is probably going to be killed off because she didn't want to come back for the fifth one. But she's been saying that for the past, I believe, two films. She didn't want to come back. And then they offered her a lot of money and she did. So um, you, you don't know what to believe. These are just rumors right. that I heard. So don't take these. Yeah. Don't take this as gospel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is so fun in all the different scream groups on yes. Facebook to see what everyone thinks. It's, it yeah. just makes so fun. Are you going to go on January 15th? Um, probably not because I'll be in Pennsylvania. Uh, it comes out the 14th and I'll be in Pennsylvania. Oh, I'll be in Pennsylvania probably till that, till the 14th or the 15th. I'll be coming back. Um, then me and my boyfriend are going to go see it probably the week after he wants to go on, um, a day that's not, um, that's not like really packed and everything. So we're yeah. thinking of going maybe like, um, like a Sunday morning or Sunday early afternoon or something. Oh, good yeah. idea. And the town in Maryland you are in? Woodlawn. It's outside of Baltimore. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Are you going to go to that big horror film convention in Baltimore, like in September, August? I might. September? I'm not 100% sure yet. I might. Um, it depends, because I ha- I booked a couple of movie roles this year, and uh, there's part out throughout the year coming up. Um, I know. Hey, are you in- I am an actor, I'm an author, um, and I also own my own company, my own film company. Right. I remember you, you're a a New York Times bestselling author. I knew you had your own production company. Gravestone Films. Yep. Great. Okay. Gravestone Films. Yep. And then have you written some screenplays and produced? Do you I have, just do you have I wrote one script. I wrote one script. That was our, our my company's first movie. Um, okay. That was called Samhain, Um, or as people call it, Sam Hain. Um, so that okay. was our first movie. Um, and then we just finished uh, post production. Oh no, we're in post production. Um, we just started. We're going to be starting that up in January. We finished production this year on our second movie, Seventy Two. We did a short film on YouTube, a Friday the Thirteenth fan film. Um, and then, um, I'm also going to be filming reunion from hell too. I got a uh, book to do a role for that in Tennessee, um, at the end of January. Um, and then I film heavy duty man in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. I play the lead role in that on, um, in, uh, I think the end of April, early May, I think. Um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, 72 should be releasing sometime in 2022 as well. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, keep me yeah. posted. That's I will. Amazing. I definitely will. Is Reunion from Hell, is it Mark Torgel or Hayden Newman? Hayden Newman. Hayden Newman. Okay. Because he, Billy Stamper from Over the the Moon Appearance Mm -hmm. is the booking agent for conventions. And he's who reached out to me in the summer. And I know Hayden Newman is one of his clients. Mm -hmm. And that's what kickstarted yep. all of this yeah me and uh, hayden are really good friends and uh oh, yep so and hayden's cool. and hayden uh wanted me to play this role um that and sh- i was like absolutely I, w- I would love to and uh so it's an, about a nine hour drive <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun that um 
that's so exciting. And he, wow, I, yeah, because I've been reading about him yep. in those films. That's so yep. exciting. Yeah, yeah, he's a great, a great person. I really enjoy talking to Hayden and uh, looking. And I know they currently have an Indiegogo live. I think there's like five or six days left on it. So, uh, um, and as uh, people can. Oh, you can contribute, you can get a DVD, a Blu-ray and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Oh, I'm glad you told me. So would I go or I'll mess I'll message you, you can, about it. You can message me about it. Yeah. Um okay. just it's just on it's on my on my profile. Um you can go to the Reading from Hell uh group page or the Facebook fan page, it's on there. And I know okay. it's it's got three Nightmare on Elm Street alumni in it. Lisa Wilcox, uh Danny Hassel, and Mark Patton. Okay. Yep. I have to admit I'm a very big horror film virgin. <laughs> and I'm just now, I mean, I'm now being a part of this world, like yep. for real. Yeah. Um, I have to watch all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I have to yep. watch uh, The Hills Have Eyes, Last House yep. on the Left. Yeah. Someone told me, oh, Greg told me, watch Jason Lives, the sixth one. Yes. First, and then go back to one. So he's yeah. got my head on that. I did finally watch how because they they terrify me so i watched halloween a couple a few years ago mm -hmm. and i was petrified but now ha i'm Halloween's really ready. scary because that can really happen where there's a stalker that has a mental patient and he's literally watching your every move and then he butchers you like that can happen in real life when he's like standing by like the clothesline yep. just watching you know in this per perfect little suburban neighborhood that that mm -hmm. just creeped me the hell out because yep. it's broad daylight yeah um so i'm very excited to just yeah. dive into all of these films absolutely. and 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 see wes craven's earlier work will be yeah. so exciting and absolutely because he yeah. he did he did a, a brilliant job with the nightmare on elm street and fun fact nightmare on elm street really uh saved new line cinema from going bankrupt like he was really? that was that film was the reason why they earned money to keep in business. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that so well, Wes Craven. Yep. So he's he's, he's the, the savior. Well, he, he's the savior. Well, he's an amazing yeah. He just is an amazing man. I, I mean, my interaction, uh, you know, although limited, was so he just couldn't have been lovelier, so yeah. warm, so gentle. Um, I was so wasted at the rap party. Like after we left the jazz club, everyone piled, we went back to the hotel and everyone piled back into a one room hotel with like two double beds. Like all of us <laughs> were in there and I'm somehow I end up with a pack of cigarettes and I'm smoking them totally wasted. And Wes was like, can I have one too? And so it was just, <laughs> and everyone's kind of laying on the beds. Nice. I mean, in there in their clothes, but I was just like, how have we packed everyone in? Mm -hmm. um, but he, I just was so thrilled to get to work with him. And, yeah. and I'm so sad that he's, he's gone. Uh, yeah. He's gone. And, and just what that was so shocking. Yeah. Um, but I'm, that's amazing. He saved New Line because New yeah. Line, well, thanks to him saving New Line, that's who produced, I was in a movie called Storytelling okay. with Selma Blair and Giamatti, John Goodman, and I played another small part of a nerdy girl named Joyce. But um, but yeah, that was New Line yeah. uh, Cinema. So that's thanks to Wes yeah. Grayson. Right, right. So the last question I got for you, um, do you have any other projects in the works or any promotions, anything that you would like to promote, websites, social media, or anything at all for the listening okay. audience? Okay, sure. Um, well, I have my 
so I have a face. So my, I have my Facebook account, which is just Nancy Ann Ritter. And once, once all of this renewed interest in Scream started, I went from, I don't sit there and count my friends, but I went from like 840 friends and now I'm like to 2,100 friends <laughs> in a small span. I did just open an Instagram, nice. uh, just within the last couple months. So I'm maybe at 300 followers, but that's Nancy Ann Ritter. Mm -hmm. So those are the two platforms. Okay. And then I wish I, like, you're amazing. You have so many projects of your own to promote. Mm -hmm. I've been, so I've been doing a lot of trauma therapy down here mm -hmm. and just trying to get myself stronger and better mm -hmm. post the physical abuse. So yeah. Sorry Once I get that. back, oh no, it's so, yeah. I laugh about it now, it's very character building. Right. Um, if I could put it into some sort of stand-up comedy routine, right. I would, because that's very cathartic, I think. But um, yeah, but well, hopefully when I move back to New York, my I still have my same commercial agent for on-camera commercials and voiceovers, nice. my theatrical agent for film, TV, and Broadway mm -hmm. retired. But pre my marriage, when I was auditioning for great films and TV, the producers and casting people would tell my agent, we're so glad we met Nancy Ann. She wasn't quite right for this role, but we're going to keep bringing her back in. So had I not made my, married the guy, of course, the no guarantees, but things were going along mm -hmm. nicely. So yeah, I feel confident that I can yeah. drop back yeah. into it. And of course. Um, I lost a lot of time, but, um, but uh I can, you know, I can get the time back yeah, and ho absolutely. hopefully when I have stuff to, to tell you, about, hopefully when I do have stuff, I'll, I'll definitely mm -hmm. let you know. Absolutely. And I mean, I would love to work with you someday. So uh, any future products we have, I'll keep you in mind as well. Oh, yes. I would, yeah. I would love to, I would love to. And um, yes, thank you. Thank of you. I do, I do nudity. I'm really, I'll, I'll do anything that one asks of me. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. And I will definitely keep yeah. you in mind. I know uh, we, we, we're a smaller company. So we like, we're, we're doing this project. This project is, took us about two years or so. And the first project took us about two or three years. And now, uh, I mean, after this one gets done, we'll be working on our next one. And uh, that'll probably be a two-year project. So we don't have anything really set in stone yet, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. it's me and my uh, co-owner, uh, Carl Miller, and he, uh, he and I uh, will be working on it. And I can mention you to him as well. And we can uh, definitely see what we can do. Oh, I will tell you. No, thank you. A guy named Joe Cash, a writer director from the UK, mm -hmm. reached out. He's, he called it a trauma film, T-R-O-M-A. Do you know what that yeah, means? I don't know what that is. That okay. might be a UK it, thing, though. A UK thing. So mm -hmm. he has a part that he wants me to play, like a female detective. Okay. And so that just came in last week. Okay, I can look it up script. quick. I'm actually curious now. That way we can let our people, yeah. our listeners know what that is. Yeah. So his name is Joe Cash. I can look on my phone. Yeah. He messaged me. I can read you. Let's see. It looks like it's just, it's like, I guess the UK version of a B movie, I guess. Let me see. It's an American independent film production and distribution company founded by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz, 1974. Da, 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 da. Um, it's uh, it, they okay, so it's like low budget independent films, primarily of the horror genre, um, and many of them play on 1950s horror with elements of farce, parody, gore, and splatter. Okay, yeah, 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 and he, 
He said he has a role in mind of an investigator commenting on the death and victims at a crime scene. So that sounds like girl in bathroom as an older person. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I told him I was totally down for it. And that, yeah, that just came in a few days ago. So, you know. Well, good luck. And I would love to have you on, you know, maybe next year um, we can, uh, you know, discuss more Scream and maybe you'll have something to actually promote that time as well. That'll be awesome. Yeah, and great. if you if you and your boyfriend ever get down to DC or mm-hmm. we're actually I mean, going to DC right this weekend. DC. Oh, you are. Yes. Oh, for D- what are you doing for New Year's? Um, we're going are to DC you- on New Year's Day, and we're coming back the third. Yep. Okay, are you yep. gonna stay? Are you gonna see? We're still we're staying. We got a hotel, and uh, we're taking a train down. We got a hotel, and we're gonna be seeing a uh, some type of uh, musical down there. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, very yeah. cool. Well, that's yeah. very, so you get, because I have friends. Yeah. Well, we'll be, we'll be in touch because if yes. you, yeah, whenever you guys come, absolutely. but that's so exciting. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I, I love talking to you. I yes, love talking to anytime, you as well. Anytime you want me, I have fun storytelling stories mm-hmm. too about Todd Solins, who I, did awesome. you ever see Welcome to the Dollhouse or Happiness, his first it's, two? Welcome to the Dollhouse sounds very familiar. I might have seen, I've seen a lot of B movies like on Tubi and all that, like Killer Sofa and all that. Did you, did you see, oh, okay. Did you see Happiness? So he's done. I don't think I've seen Happiness. That's with Philip Seymour Hoffman. So he's, he does like tragic, com- not horror, but um, really disturbing. <laughs> really disturbing just human stories but not creepy but just Mm -hmm. um oh gosh but he gets amazing casts of actors and Philip Seymour I really recommend uh, yeah I'll have to look that up yeah I'll have to definitely look that up well I thank you Nancy for joining me you are my first scream guest that I've ever had on my show and I've been doing this since 2016 and you're my first guest from scream and you are my last guest of the year Oh my gosh, Scotty, thank you. And, so thank, and thank you. you. I and thank you so much for reaching out. And that's so exciting. No and I wish you all the best in 2022. Thank you so and much. And I just want to do a quick promotion. Um, I just want to say that uh, I wish everybody watching this as a happy new year. Um, stay tuned for Slash to Scotty in 2022. I have three guests so far scheduled. Um, of course, anything can change last minute, but I have Brad Robinson from 13 Fanboy. I have Ikeem Bozeman, who is the cousin of Chadwick Bozeman, Black Panther on. He's going to be promoting Money Run. And uh, I have uh, Mark Cantu, who is going to be directing the indie film Wolf Hollow. Uh, those are the three. So far, I got confirmed in early January, so uh, stay tuned for those. But I thank you so much for joining me, Nancy. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. You have a great rest of your night, okay? Okay, you too. Bye. Do I just click the X? I can stop recording and I'll X out. (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh, I see. Have a good rest of your day. Okay, I love you. Bye. Yep.